Welcome to Freedom Talk with Pastor Robert Bennett of Freedom Church in Auburn. Are you looking for a genuine relationship with God to experience His joy and His love, eliminate doubt and fear in your life, and find your God-given purpose? Today on Freedom Talk, you'll find answers in today's message through God's Word. Now, let's join Pastor Robert. I hope by now that you're making preparations for all the good things that God has in store for you. Amen? Amen. We all have promises that we are standing on when it comes to the Word of God and things that we are looking forward to coming to pass. Almost always there is a time of waiting, though, that's involved when we're praying for a miracle, right? Waiting, waiting, waiting for that miracle to happen. Waiting for a relationship to improve. Waiting for the single person is waiting to get married and praying for the right one. Waiting for a job or a promotion. Waiting to overcome an illness. Much of life is spent waiting. But there is a right way and a wrong way to wait. Too often, when things don't happen in our timetable, we get discouraged and we begin to handle things in our own strength and our own will, and we begin to take matters into our own hands. And that's where the mess ups come. That's where the, the things that we regret happen because we jumped ahead. And sometimes it takes years and sometimes it takes money to get back. You know, maybe you're getting out of debt because you, you moved and you did something that you shouldn't have. You should have waited for God. And you went ahead and went into debt, and now you're paying for it, and it takes years. And, oh, I know. I know that. I know that grief. Sometimes we settle for second best when it comes to God's will, don't we? Or third best, or fourth best, or fifth best. We settle because we haven't learned the right way to wait and prepare for the miracle that God has for us. The Bible tells us to be patient in waiting. Take a look at James chapter 5, verse 7. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. That same verse in the Amplified version, the Amplified just amplifies shows you what's happening in the original language. I love the Amplified Version because it puts these parentheses that you can, it, it, it'll expand on words that are, that are there in the original. James 5, 7 in the Amplified says, So be patient, brethren, as you wait till the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits expectantly for the precious harvest from the land. See how he keeps his patient vigil over it until it receives the early and late rains. I don't know if you know much about farming. I don't, but I do know that farmers don't wait idly. They wait and they work at the same time as they're watching over the seed that they've planted, right? Waiting with expectancy means that you are hopeful and you are positive in your waiting, we may have problems, but this could be the day that God brings a turnaround. Amen? Amen? Waiting does not need to be a passive thing either. 
Waiting the right way means that you are on the lookout for what God is doing. You talk, you act, and you prepare with expectancy as if what you believe and what you're believing God for is going to happen. Amen? Amen. The difference between believing and believing with expectancy is is great. There's a a great difference between believing and believing with expectancy. Expectancy is not a child who expects and demands something from his or her parents. I expect that brand new bike from you. That's not expectancy. Expectancy with faith is more like, if I could give you a picture, it's more like having a guest that you've planned to have over for dinner and you're getting ready for that guest to come. If you were waiting for that guest to come, you wouldn't wait till, hopefully, you wouldn't wait till the last minute for that guest to come. All of a sudden they show up at the door and everything, you haven't gotten dressed and you haven't, you haven't gotten anything done. You haven't gotten, the house is still dirty. There's no food prepared. They show up. Uh-oh. You haven't prepared for the entry of that guest coming to your house. But if you're waiting for that guest to come with expectancy, first of all, you're believing that they're going to, to come. And then you move with expectancy that they're going to be there at the time that you agreed that they're going to be there. You may do things like that day you may wake up early because you're excited with expectancy. You would clean your house and mow the lawn. You may go to the grocery store the day before. You're planning. You're preparing. Maybe you buy some flowers, fresh cut flowers for the table. You might swing by the the bakery and get your favorite dessert or their favorite dessert because you prepared and you call them and say, hey, what's your favorite dessert? Or what, what do you like to eat? You're believing with expectancy. You make preparations because you're expecting someone to come. And we need to have a similar attitude with the promises of God. We move with expectancy, but we take action based on that expectancy. Faith needs action in order for it to work. Otherwise, that faith, as James said, becomes dead. For example, your, let's say, for instance, your family has never had someone who has graduated from college and you feel like you want to finish that, you want to graduate from college. Not everyone's called to that. I, I understand that. But you take steps by faith. You believe God. And so you take action steps like you make an application or you may go to see a counselor because you are taking steps towards what God has put on your heart. Maybe there's another example, for instance, that your family has had a history of divorce. Instead of planning for the same negative thing to happen in your marriage Why not take some actions in faith? Start planning for what you're going to do on your first anniversary, your fifth anniversary, your 25th anniversary, your 50th, your 60th anniversary. My parents just celebrated their 56th wedding anniversary yesterday. They're here in the service. Congratulations. Amen. Speak words of life. And vitality in your marriage. You know, we say that in marriage counseling. Don't ever even use the word divorce. Don't ever, don't ever bring that up because you 
want to speak words. We need all the help that we can get, right? Speak words of faith. Speak words of blessing over your marriage. Speak words of blessing over your relationships and see God do something with those positive words that you're planning in advance with the promises of God. Never say, I'm not sure if our marriage is going to make it this time. Get rid of the if and start saying, we will make it in Jesus' name. Amen. There is a difference between believing and believing with expectancy. One of my, the fav- my favorite sayings I ever heard a preacher say was from Lloyd Ogilvie. And he said this years ago. I wrote it down and I never forgot it. He said this. And it so goes along with what we're talking about today. He said, be what you long to become. Let me say that again. Be what you long to become. If you want to be, for instance, if you want to be a pastor, you're called to be a pastor. What do you do? What do you do right now? You start serving. Maybe you start dressing like a pastor, whatever that looks like. Maybe you start acting like a pastor because in your mind, you may know that you're called, but and you may think that that's way out there. That'll never happen. That'll, or that'll happen decades from now, or that'll happen 10 years from now. But if you start doing those things right now, it takes it from the then and it brings it right to now. Maybe you start looking into Bible college or get into some Bible training, some good Bible training. You start taking the steps now. In other words, be now what you long to become. Be now what you long to become. You may say, well, pastor, does that mean, are you saying fake it till you make it? No, no, I'm not saying that. But I am saying take those steps of faith and do those things that if you know God is calling you to do, you do them now. Start now. When I was called to be a pastor, I was about 20 years old. I was driving down the 210 freeway and the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to quit your job and I want you to study my word full time. I knew it was the Lord. You know, there's a, there's a handful of times in my life I could say, yep, that was the Lord that, that, you know, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they know me and they follow me. When I was driving, I can tell you right where I was, I heard his voice, quit your job and study my word. Now, you've got to know that you hear from the Lord, because if you quit your job and you start telling me, yeah, and then everything starts tanking, you know, and nothing's happening, you know, that you may not have heard from the Lord. And we learn how to hear his voice over time, don't we? Well, that wasn't the Lord, (laughs) right? But I knew, I knew. And everything started to fall in place when I took that step of faith. But when you know, when you hear from the Lord and you're sure, you know that you know, then you say, Lord, what is my next step? What, and, and in fact, when he told me in that moment, I already knew what my next step was right as he was calling me. He said, quit your job and study my word full time. He knew exactly what he was saying. He was saying, I'm calling you to be a pastor. I'm calling you into ministry. And go, go ahead and start making those choices and those steps right now. Here you go. And so I did. And miracles, miracle upon miracle, begin to happen. Maybe you dare to believe God that your family will come back together again. Maybe you want to be healthy again. Maybe the doctors are saying that it's a bad report and you're, you're not going to get over what you're facing and what you're dealing with. 
But God has a different answer than that. Maybe your finances, you're in a hole, or maybe you've gotten yourself big time into debt. Dare to believe God. Speak to that mountain of debt and say, be removed and be cast into the sea in the name of Jesus. You start somewhere, and then God will move, and then you'll, be, you'll start to see it manifest in the physical. And we did that when we, when we got ourselves, my wife and I got ourselves into debt. First thing that we did was start to speak to that mountain, be removed in Jesus' name. And it may sound ridiculous, but it is a real thing. You know when you live in it that, you know, it weighs on you and you have anxiety and all those things. And you speak to that mountain. We spoke to that mountain. And then the other action that we took is we took the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University class. And we, start, and we brought it here to our church. That was, that was many, many years ago. And then we got to a point where, by faith, we cut up all those credit cards. I remember that took faith to do that because I was so used to relying on those credit cards as a source. And God said, are you going to trust me or are you going to trust in that? And I was like, okay, here we go. Cut it up, cut it up, cut it up. Close those accounts, close those accounts. You can cut those up and close the accounts and still have debt that you're paying off. It just means that you stop the flow going into those accounts. You, you stop the debt. And you know how Dave Ramsey works. You save that $1,000 first, and you're believing God through this whole thing. And that becomes your emergency fund so you can get off of the reliance on debt. And I remember it was 2010, we cut up all those cards, took that step of faith. And one by one, we started paying off. They call it this, the debt snowball. You paid off all of those cards. And then it came to a point where I remember I, brought, I came to the church. It was a Sunday morning, and I said, I have an announcement to make. We are completely debt-free. What a joy that was. The, the weight of that taken off our shoulders. I can stand before you today and tell you it's been years that we don't owe anybody anything. And hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we operate our church the same way. I don't mean to get on a, a rabbit trail here, but I think somebody needs to hear that this this morning. We operate our church the same way. We operate debt-free. We don't borrow. We never borrow. And we believe God. We believe God for our provision. Amen. So dare to believe God for all the things that we face in this life. Maybe you're not seeing any doors open. Maybe your health seems to be getting worse. We walk by faith and not by sight. Don't go by the things that are, you're seeing around you or you're seeing within you. Go by faith and stand on the word of God and stand on the promises of God and believe God and prepare for your miracle because it's coming. It's coming in Jesus' name. Be positive and hopeful in expectancy that God's going to come through. And guess what? When you're positive and you're expecting in by faith, God to work a miracle, I can guarantee you that that gets God's attention. Amen? Oh, look at this. My son or my daughter is believing me to come through for them. They want to trust me, and I'm going to come through for them because God loves us so much, doesn't he? Remember, without faith, it is impossible to please God. That comes right out of Hebrews. Without faith, it is impossible 
to please God. That means when you trust God and you believe him for your miracle, it pleases him that you're believing him for salvation. You're believing him for deliverance. You're believing him for provision for your life. And he is waiting to come through for you. He's waiting to bring that miracle to you, but we need to believe him for it. How does a farmer wait? Well, he waits expectantly. He takes care of the seed. He waters it. He pulls the weeds. He keeps the soil soft. How do we water our seeds? By staying full of praise. By getting up every morning and thanking God that the answer is on the way. Hallelujah. When the never weeds pop up, isn't it amazing how weeds, you don't have to do very much, and they're just there. You, the night before, you took care of them, and in the morning, there's new ones. And how did, how did this happen? They, they grow so fast. Weeds grow fast. The seeds take time, and they take care. And you got to protect them, and you got to water them, and you got to care for them. But the blessing is amazing when those seeds come up, and you get to see the thing that you've been believing God for, and it begins to happen. When the never weeds pop up, you're never going to, like here's one, you're never going to get well. That's a weed. Pull it out. You're never going to get out of debt. You're always going to be in debt the rest of your life. That's a weed. Pull it out. You're never going to get married. That's a lie. Pull it out. Pull those weeds by saying, God, you are faithful. I praise you. I worship you. I place my trust in you. And my confidence is in you. And you protect your seed by having a grateful attitude of expectation. We have to retrain the way we talk. We've got to go from negative speaking and talking. Oh, it's always going to be this way. And oh, I'm always going to be sick and tired and all in debt and all, you know, you know, it just never, just never gets better. We need to retrain the way we're talking. We need to speak faith over our situation. If you feel weak, what do you say? I, I feel weak. No, let the weak say I am strong. I can do all things. Through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. You have that addiction and it just seems like it looms over you and you, just, you know the enemy lies to you. Oh, you'll always be dealing with this for the rest of your life. And you speak and you say, I am an overcomer in the name of Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God always causes me to triumph in Christ. Amen. Maybe that sickness or disease and the doctors say, oh, you're, you're a sad case, and you're, you're going to be dealing with that. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And the people around you are talking around you, and they're saying, oh, it's bad, and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. What do you do? You take God's word. You take the promises of God. There's tons of them. There's over 6,000 promises of God. But pull out all the ones that you need for your specific situation and begin to prophesy those words. Begin to speak those words and speak them out and give the Holy Spirit something to work with. And you say, by the stripes of the Lord Jesus Christ, I am healed. In the name of Jesus, I am healed. He bore my sicknesses. He took my diseases on the cross. And by his stripes, I am healed in Jesus' name. Maybe that mountain of debt and it just seems like you don't have enough income and, and the prices everywhere are rising and you just don't know how it's all going to happen. 
Uh, you begin to speak to those mountains of debt in the name of Jesus, and you begin to declare, I'm going out of debt in Jesus' name. You believe it, and you speak it, and let God work his miracles. That's the beginning of preparing for your miracle, is to speak it out by faith in Jesus' name. I am provided for. I am blessed with heaven's best. I have the joy of the Lord, and the joy of the Lord is my strength. If you feel down and depressed... Those are feelings. Sometimes they're connected to something real, and sometimes you have to deal with the source, but you got to bring those things to prayer and ask yourself, ask the Holy Spirit, God, why am I down? Why am I depressed? I've, I've had to do that many times in my walk with the Lord, walking around and, and feeling like you're in a cloud, walking around and fe feeling like something's not right, and you just have to stop in your tracks and say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Why am I feeling this way? And sometimes there's no good reason. Or sometimes you ask the Lord and he'll connect a thought to it or connect a picture to it. This is why, because what somebody said or what somebody did or that circumstance in your life, that's why you're upset right now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So how do I deal with that? Okay, Lord, you get the answer from him and you say, so what should I do? Okay. And then usually God has a way by the power of the Holy Spirit of making that thing that seems so big, when you look at it from God's perspective, he begins to talk to you, and you get the answer from him, and then that thing that was so big in your life begins to dwindle down to nothing. And then all of a sudden, he fills you with joy and peace, and you're believing by the power of the Holy Spirit. And next thing you know, you're leaping and, joying, and jumping for joy when you shouldn't be. I'll never forget when I was single, I didn't get married until I was 36. I served in ministry from age 20 all the way to 36. There was a lot of hard times through that, dealing with loneliness, dealing with all the kinds of things that you deal with. I know as a single person, you deal with those things. And I'll never forget one, uh, during a pastoral prayer time that we were having, uh, one of the pastor's wives came to me during worship and she said, I have a word from the Lord for you. I have a picture. She said, I see you in a field, a farmer's field, and it's a field that, that belongs to you. It's all dirt and you are behind a plow and you're plowing this field. She said, you keep going and you keep doing what you're doing because that field is the family that God is going to bring to you one day. And don't give up hope. You just keep working. You just keep plowing because God's preparing this for you. And I lived on that word after that for, for several years because it was so encouraging that everything that I was doing, God was preparing me and God was preparing my wife for us to come together at a specific time and we would have a family. And sure enough, God did that. But I had to see the picture. I had to see the picture, and then I had to act accordingly to keep going, keep working, keep pursuing, keep doing the things that God is calling us to do. Now, a great phrase that one of my pastors told me too is, do what you can with what you have right where you are. God has given you stuff to do right now, and it's right in front of you. 
you do those things and you've got the vision, you've got the dream, you've got, you're plowing the field and you're believing God with expectancy and God's going to bring it to pass. And one day when he puts it all together and you receive everything that you've been praying for and everything that you've been hoping for, no one can take that away because God is the one that built it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Oh, I'm all excited. Get a bigger vision. Get rid of the limited mentality and start making preparations for God's blessings. If you have sickness or disease, don't start planning out your funeral. Right? I think a lot of times people get that thinking. They, they live in fear and they think, well, this is it. I might as well start planning because it's all going downhill. From here. And that is negative, non-believing doubt and fear that sometimes we act on. And we need to believe God and start planning for better days. See yourself out of the mess and start praising God for the victory. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Freedom Talk with Pastor Robert Bennett of Freedom Church in Auburn. Freedom Talk is all about equipping you to walk in God's freedom every day. With a focus on outreach, Freedom Church loves to be part of what God is doing all over the world, both locally and globally. You can join Freedom Church for services Sundays at 10 a.m. at 4065 Grass Valley Highway in Auburn. We'd love to meet you, pray with you, have you visit as a guest, or you can join online at freedom-church.tv. If you've enjoyed this message, we'd love to hear from you. To ask for prayer or say hello, visit our website and click on Connect Card at freedom-church.tv. Join us next week at this time as we continue our journey of freedom in God's Word on Freedom Talk. Freedom Talk.